welcome to the podcast In Progress by TravelFit. I'm your host, Chris Walker, the founder of TravelFit. I'll be taking you on a journey where I interview small business entrepreneurs to worldwide celebrities, where we hear each person's stories and how they overcame their own challenges to achieve their professional and personal goals in life. We dive into how to create a successful life through health, fitness, and developing a stronger mindset, and how travel can impact our life for the better. If you feel stuck in life, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening in to today's episode. Today I'll be interviewing Rule and Ryan from Cool To Be Conscious, a super inspiring movement to get more people to breathe, connect, and grow emotionally through being present. Both being from a small country town in New Zealand, they had similar stories. Rue found himself in a dream career as a professional rugby player, but realized this actually wasn't a dream come true as he found himself in a coma and a near-death experience. Ryan grew up on a farm with his mother and stepfather. His stepfather projected his own perspective onto Ryan about how a man should be and oppressing Ryan in the process. From an anxious and depressed state, both Rue and Ryan felt lost and they found breathwork at different times and through different experiences through their self-development journey. This started from podcasts to emotional release work, connecting together through Wim Hof, and working together to start their movement. We touch on where to start your breath work and why, the science behind breathing, being present, creating a daily practice, what book you must read, and connecting the feminine and masculine balance that seems to be out of balance through society in this generation. Thanks so much for listening in, guys, and enjoy. Thanks so much for joining the podcast, guys. Um, so everyone who's listening in, who are you? What do you do? Who are we? Who are we? We are together at Cool To Be Conscious, a couple of blokes from New Zealand, Aotearoa, and we are on a mission to in turn change the world with using some simple modalities and the main one being the breath. And what we're wanting to create within each town or community is a space where people can come and try these things. And what we realized during our journeys and when we were learning about the breath is there wasn't many or there weren't any groups that we could show up to and try these things together. And for me, I can remember hiding from my flatmates trying the Wim Hof method because I was so afraid of judgment. So what we're trying to do is create this space where it's judgment-free, where people can come and try these things and, and feel comfortable and feel safe. And, and that's what we're all about is, is raising that and, and building the awareness around such these simple, these, these such simple tools that can in turn change your whole life, whole paradox. So it's, that's what we're about. That's uh, and our names, if we want to start there. We don't need that. I'm, uh, I get called Roo, um, like a kangaroo, and this is Ryan that um, just dropped in there with, with all the wisdom of what we do. <laughs> Roo and Rye. So to dive a little bit deeper before we talk about Cool To Be Conscious, 
I wanted to dive into your upbringing and what your childhood was like and how that's influenced your life today. Yeah, for sure. Um, myself, I grew up uh, in north of Christchurch on a little in a little country town called Colverton um, on a farm there, and it's it's crazy to think where I am now to, compared to the kid I was when I was growing up. I was always very shy. I never spoke out and. I'd have called myself an introvert. And what I realized I was doing now was I was just afraid of not being liked. I was a people pleaser. I wanted to be part of a group. I wanted to be accepted. And what that made me do was please everyone. It never, I never spoke my truth. I never voiced who I truly was. And what I, what I realized now is that is that is just suppression and that just causes so much disease within the body. And now I'm so much more able to speak my truth and step into the man I, I truly am, which is an open, honest, um, not outspoken, but I'm able to voice things that may be a little bit controversial. They may not resonate or allow me to be liked by a lot of people, but it's true to me. And that is the most important thing that I've realized and I've been able to change from my upbringing to where I am now. And a lot of that awareness of who I am has come through being still, um, through breathing and allowing myself to alter my brain and my brainwave state so I can drop into these deeper meditations and let go of these limiting beliefs and these thought patterns that we get so conditioned into believing. So yeah, for me growing up, that little shy sort of introverted kid went to way to boarding school. Rugby was always the dream, wanted to be an all black. Uh, and then I finally got to that professional rugby area and into a team and I realized it wasn't for me. I couldn't let go of it because my whole identity was wrapped up in it ended up getting really sick. My whole immune system was suppressed. I was in a really bad state of being. And I know that is why I got sick. The universe was telling me, mate, come on, you got something greater for you here. But at the time it was, it was really tough. It was really challenging. I nearly died. I was in a coma for three days. And then I slowly started listening and trusting that inner voice, that inner guidance. And it's just led me down this very weird and strange path i now teach people to to be still and breathe and guide meditations and things like this it's so far so polar opposite to the to the rugby scene but it feels so right to me and that is the most important thing so yeah from the childhood that shy introverted kid to realizing what i truly am and stepping into the man i am through breathwork and meditation i'm just yeah so grateful for for where i'm at now it's amazing and it's pretty intense so you're in a coma for a bit how was that just from once you started to get sick yeah so i i was playing rugby over in scotland i got a professional contract over there and that was my first ever professional contract and that was you know that should have been the dream coming true and it was for that time when i signed the paper but when i got there and i actually started living it you know my body's constantly sore it was bashing you know like injured and just like in the cold weather I just lost all my love for the game and it, I was in this really low energy and like I don't like calling it depression you know depression or anything like that it's just like it wasn't it wasn't me and 
I kept trying to pretend that was me. And what that did was it made me really sick. And I, I, I knew I had a really suppressed immune system and I ended up getting a uh, infection called bacterial meningitis, which is an infection of the brain. And what it does is it swells the big inflammation in the brain, basically. And I was very lucky to, to pull through that. What I now understand from a more spiritual understanding is it was the universe. Like it, I, the universe always threw little signs my way, you know, injured, um, physical injuries. And this time it was like, right, Rue, you're not listening. So I'm going to th- I'm going to hit you with the bus and see if you start listening to yourself. So what it did was it put me in a coma. I was in a hospital for a couple of months. I lost my memory. I lost 20 kilos of weight. And what that I can see was doing was being like, right, rugby's not for you, but you're not listening. So I need to take all the weight off you so you can't play. I need to strip you of your memory. I remember laying in the hospital bed, watching a game of rugby, going, what the hell are those people doing? That looks so stupid. Yeah, so that, that worried the people around me, but my memory slowly came back and I started listening to my inner guidance and I let go of the rugby. I, it, took, it was a process of about two years. But I came back to Australia. I knew I loved Australia and the sunshine and started hearing that meditation and breathing and it started doing things for me. Um, we've got myself and Ryan, I've got very similar stories along, along that growth and i'll let him drop in with that and what that is but yeah for me it was it was a process of about two years of starting to develop and grow into a person who i truly was beyond this identity i'd created around being a rugby player it's amazing and it's so crazy because like you can ignore all these little signs as many times as you want but like you said eventually it'll catch up with you i had a a similar thing had a few similar things actually um i when i was in london i kept working hours on hours and hours as you do over there and ended up getting hives um because i was doing hours on hours there was lots of external stresses and i wasn't listening to myself exactly like you and it wasn't until obviously i got hit by a similar bus that i was just like okay now i need to just be honest and accountable with myself to actually start looking after myself and stop ignoring the fact that I think I'm a superhuman. <laughs> That's it. And it's so crazy. Like this society we live in today, it's we're always in that constant little bit of fight or flight, even though if we're, we're un we're not consciously aware of it, there's something going on. And that's what we're so passionate about is how do we bring people's own awareness to themselves so they don't need to get hit by the bus they can start stepping into that person they know they can be before that happens and that's what we're that's what we're so yeah passionate about trying to figure out and how do we fast track that uh that journey for them it's amazing and it's so cool to see because if you can well you already are teaching people to regulate their own emotions just by breath and so stepping into their own lives fully versus being in that autopilot cons- consistently driving to work without realizing how you drove to work or talking and having conversations and saying the same things and not actually realizing you're doing it. That's the biggest impact that, especially from the breath, little 10 minute breath work session I did with you guys the other weekend, I was amazed. I was just like, imagine it, 
I just thought if everyone did this, the world would just completely change. Right. It was the exact realization I had a year ago. And I, it, I didn't even know about breathwork a year and a half ago. And I started, I heard about this guy, Wim Hof, and then I went to this one hour workshop um, that these other people ran and it just blew my fucking mind. And I was like, whoa what am i i've been looking at this world this life completely wrong this entire time and since that day i was like how does not everyone on the planet know about this and i made it my mission to share it with as many people as we possibly could uh linked up with ryan and it's just been like right how do we how do we give this to as many humans as we possibly can because it is such a powerful tool and we all have access to it and it's free the biggest thing tagline tagline <laughs> that's the biggest thing though right like you know you've got all these like excuses or stories that we tell ourselves that we can't do that we can't do this but as soon as you change the state like you can do whatever you want because you instantly mm -hmm. you're in that more proactive state you're not reacting you're you've changed your nervous system on your own terms and then you know obviously one looking after health but two putting yourself in a state where you can actually solve complex problems 100 percent, and we're so much more creative we're so much more able to yes yeah, solve these problems when we have a clear mind when there's space there and that's what the breath does is it alters that brainwave state from that high beta brainwave which is that analytical prefrontal cortex thinking mind and it slows the brainwave down to a low beta slash alpha uh, which is in coherence with our heart where that intuition starts to come through and we're so much more creative and true to ourselves. And that's what myself and Ryan really needed. We needed this science. We needed the understanding of what's actually going on with our brain and our body um, to really trust and believe in this work. And that's what a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza really brought to the table. So we did a lot of research into his work, um, Heart Math Institute, and what's actually going on um, in terms of physical changes in the body. Uh, and that's allowed us to to really take it to the next level. Yeah, we, we realized that the, the language of today is science and we couldn't just get up there and talk all spiritual because people would think we're... People are scared of the heebie-jeebies. They're scared of the heebie-jeebies. And that's why we're trying to create this cool to be conscious movement. Because we, we went through that. We went through that spiritual phase. And, you know, I grew a beard and I wore baggy clothes and I wanted to just be in nature all the time. But there was a moment there when I realized I couldn't, I couldn't connect with people as well and i needed to come back into this avatar and use it as a tool to to reach more people and then use the language to articulate things in a way that people can really digest it easily and understand it very simply and using science to back that up which i think is the most important thing oh, definitely and before we dive in any further let's i'd love to hear your story too yes my story all righty so same similar to rue i grew up on a on a farm my parents split when i was three years old and my father figure was i guess in some way taken away from me at, at a young age and my, my i can remember my mom kind of bouncing around dating men and we were traveling around i went to six different schools um as a, as a young fella and throughout this time too i had a disease in my hip called perthes disease so it was quite tough and, and mum was managing that. And what the what the Perthes disease does is it, is it cuts off the circulation to the hip joint and it completely disintegrates. And they broke the femur and put a titanium plate in to hold that together. 
So from the age of three, I was diagnosed. I had the surgery when I was three and a half. And the plate was put in until the age of 11. So throughout this period, my mum was dating and we were always moving around. I went from school to school to school. And with this, with this disease, I was, I was managing pain with pain medication. And, and mum was doing her best with that. And at the age of 11, my mum met this, my, my stepfather, who is now still my stepfather. And he lives, in, we, he lived on, a, on a farm. And for me, that was a completely different lifestyle. We went from um, in Kaikoura on the coastline, living in a small town there, to farm life. And, you know, I come from growing up in the city, you know, I used to wear hair gel and used to like my image. And I used to, you know, I grew up in a school where, where kids, it'd, it'd be cool to wear hair gel and, and certain clothes. And when we got to the farm, this stepfather figure, he was your, your stereotypical country bloke. Like I'm talking country, the blokest of blokes you could ever get. And what that in turn created between us was this huge disconnection and this dysfunctional relationship from the moment that we met. But my mom, looking back, was also in a very low vibrational state and she needed support and she needed somebody there to, to take care of her. And she had two kids, you know, me and my sister. And so this guy come in and he was that support and he cared for mum in some way and supported us all through that time. But he was very judgmental to me and, and who I was and the personality that I was back then. I was somebody who was quite expressive. I wore hair gel in my hair. And when I was trying to be that expressive self, he would, you know, call me gay and, um, use all of these um, words that would make me feel super insecure about myself. So I can remember just trying that because I wanted to wear hair gel. And um, he kept saying, you don't wear, blokes don't wear, men don't wear hair gel. Men don't cry. Men don't do this. Men don't do that. Because looking back, he was brought up in that environment from his father and he was super suppressed as a kid. So it, it's not his fault. And he pushed that on to me. And from there on, I was just suppressing myself and I, st I started to in turn become him over the next 10 years. And he was a farmer, drove tractors. All he did was worked. All he knew was worked, work, work, work. There was no family time went like he was just working. I can remember, I never, I never once saw him even show affection to my mom. Like I, I maybe saw them kiss once. All I knew him for was just work. And I started to become that. All I was doing was working and working, working. We were doing, 16 to 18 hours a day in the summer when I was 18, 19, just sitting on tractors, just working, working, working. And like I started hallucinating from the hours that we were doing and it was full on. But underneath it all, that wasn't me. That wasn't who I was. And there was so much suppressed emotion in there and so much lack of love. Looking back, I was always trying to validate and look for a reason for him to love me. So I was trying to be him, trying to please him all the time. And what that in turn did was created this turbulence within my body, something, something crazy, this discomfort, like always cortisol running through my body, felt super stressed, super anxious. And how I'd run away from that when I wasn't working was I'd get drunk. And from, I started drinking from a young age. I can remember being in, on the, on the farm. We were 16, 17 before I was even, it was even legal for me to drink. We would just be, taking boxes of 24 boxes of beer from the, from the workshed 
sitting there with some with some other mates and we'll just drink just get absolutely hammered and and that just created this um i guess habit of mine to use this tool to run away from my own self because i'd drink so much that i just become numb and that just snowballed into the effect of chasing my own tail with that i was always searching for that out and as i grew up older and become older and older i was i started looking into other things because that was just losing its effect so i started getting into drugs mdma cocaine and and all of these things and what this did was started suppressing my immune system so i was going out most weekends and i started getting really ill so to, i skipped a bit of the story there but i left the farm i knew something wasn't right there and it was starting to i started to have conflict with them because it wasn't who i was and that relationship got super turbulent and i left and i moved into the city i got a job um at hunting and fishing and i started just working there and as a just doing merch and stuff like that but what was happening was i was going out every weekend and just suppressing and not talking and not speaking and yeah i started getting really ill i started getting tonsillitis at least once a month and and looking in this in the spiritual term like my throat chakra was just blocked up and i wasn't reaching out and i wasn't asking for help and i wasn't speaking how i truly felt and this just led on to more and more toxicity and more suppression even though i was getting so ill and to the point where my body was just like look mate that i've had enough and i had my first panic attack at the beginning of 2020 and i remember laying there on the ground uncontrollably shaking and cramping in my hands and shaking like and it felt like the whole world had just closed in my heart rate sped up my heart was beating in my chest i remember laying on the ground thinking this was it I'm about to die here. I don't know what's going on. I had no understanding about mental health or anxiety or panic attacks. I had no idea what any of this was. I remember laying there thinking this is it. I'm gone. And when I came to and came through that, I came to the realization that I'd been in denial with how sick and how unwell I was mentally for a very long time. And that was where the work began. It was okay, it's a matter of I need to start listening to myself here. I didn't know where to start, I didn't know what to do. So I just started crying. I started crying. I started allowing myself to feel right in front of my best mate and that that in itself was so embarrassing because I'd never been in that feminine side. I'd always been masculine, been this outgoing, super loud, obnoxious dude and looking back, he was just looking for attention. He was looking for love in a way. He was looking for people to listen to him. So yeah, it was a matter of going, okay, how do I do? Where do I start? What do I do? So the first thing I did was rang my mom. I rang my mom and I was like, "Mom, I'm sorry." And I'm sorry I never spoke out. I'm sorry I never asked for help, but I've been in a pretty bad place for a long time and something just happened to me and I thought I was going to die and I was uncontrollably shaking on the ground and she knew what it was. She's like, "You're having a panic attack." And she's like, "Come home. Fly home." So I was in Wellington at the time and I flew home, flew back to home mum picked me up and that's when the healing began i locked myself in the spare room of her house and for seven days and i just cried and and i remember at night i was so afraid i was so afraid to actually be seen by my stepfather who was also in the house so i just locked myself in the spare room and he in some way understood what was going on which was quite you know awesome because he just left me and, and let me be and mum was there to to hold me and support that So she booked in a an appointment with a 
psychologist and I went and saw this person and I was fucking shitting it. I don't want to go and speak to someone. I don't want to be known as somebody that needed to see a psychologist. I was, I was shitting it, but I promised my mum that I'd do that. And because I was so afraid of doing something stupid, I was in this very suicidal state then because I dropped into the side of me that I didn't even know existed. I was crying and, and letting myself feel and it was overwhelming. So I went and spoke to this psychologist and she said to me, just start, just, just start by speaking. Start by just telling me everything about you, everything about your life. What's happened? This year to this year to this year to this year. And I just offloaded everything. And in some way, that was the biggest part of the beginning of that journey for me. It was just opening up and speaking. And in that moment, she said to me, things have to change for you now. You have to change. Things have to change. The drinking has to stop. She said, you're a super sensitive being. And at that point in time, I don't know what a being was. I don't know. You know, she said, you're a sensitive being. Your body's sensitive. And I was like, okay. I need to stop drinking. And I was like, how do I do it? How do I stop? And how do I change? And she, she looked at me in the eyes and she said, you know what to do, just do it. And it was interesting. My, my, my spirit knew what she was saying, but my body didn't, my body and my person, I didn't understand it, but something, something landed there. And from that moment on, I, I stopped drinking. I stopped, I quit alcohol and I started to, I promised myself that I'd give myself a chance to, to learn and to understand what was really going on with myself and how to better myself. And I started listening to podcasts. Podcasts was where it all began for me and for Rue. So that's why I was so passionate about doing these things and creating our own one. I started listening to Jay Shetty and he was amazing. He was just, he's the biggest influencer, influential speaker, I think on the globe at the moment. And he really started to switch perspectives in my mind and gave me hope in some way to, to change. And he kept talking about it, having a meditation practice and all of this meditative stuff. And I was like, what is going on here? What is this? Sounds cool though. You know, I don't really know where to start with it. And I Googled how to meditate. I remember watching a YouTube channel, YouTube clip, how to meditate. And I was, same thing. I locked myself in my room and I tried to sit there and, and meditate and be still. I remember sitting on my bed because I can't do, I can't do the, the Lotus because of my hip. I need a new, like my hip movement's really bad. So I'm just sitting there on my knees and just um, in this meditative position, you know, doing the, the midras with the hands. And I was like, okay, let's see what happens here. And I was sitting there and sitting there and my mind was just running at a million miles an hour. I, I just started getting frustrated with my own thoughts. I remember opening my eyes and looking, looking at myself in the mirror and just looking and, and thinking, what the fuck are you doing? This is not you at all. Who are you? I hope no one walks in right now. And so I gave that up for a little while and then Rue popped up. Rue popped up on Instagram and he shared a video of him doing the Wim Hof method. And I initially was going, what the fuck is he doing here? He's breathing and he's just breathing at pace and, and with power. And I was like, it looked quite cool. I was like, I'm going to give this a go. And he explained what was going on and, and what it did for him, slowed down the noise. And he talked about a little bit about the science. I was like, sounds quite cool. So I gave it a go and I remember the same thing, locking myself in my room and just breathing heavily and powerfully, 40 breaths and then doing the breath hold. I remember just holding there and my whole body was just vibrating and I felt, I felt like I'd just been plugged into the electric like to the electric circuit and I was like humming. I was like, fuck. And, and I remember just, I remember a tear rolling down my eye. I was like, what is this? What am I? And this is sensation of just, 
nothing, just nothingness, just, just bliss, just pure bliss. I was vibrating, humming, and just still. And in that moment, I felt this emotion of love, which I now know, this, this love, this presence, and also trust and, and hope within myself that I could switch and I could change and I could become somebody else, somebody that I, that I truly am. And from there on, I just become obsessed. I was doing the Wim Hof Method every single day for two weeks. I remember doing it for two weeks. My, my flatmates, were, I was like trying to get my flatmates in on it. I was like, guys, you have to try this. You have to do it. And they were like, no, I'm not doing it. I was like, okay. Because they could hear me in my room. Just <gasps> I can remember coming out and they're like, what are you doing in there? I was like, I'm just breathing. It's amazing. You know? And yeah, the shift started happening. The shift in my, in my being, my my state. And I, I started changing. And it was this beautiful process. I started having more clarity, more um, understanding of myself. My being started to become a lot more sensitive. I started feeling things a lot more. I was in a very numb state of being prior to this, just all of that suppression. And then, and then what happened was I started to, to breathe for longer periods of time. And the more I did that, the more I started to access the subconscious mind. I started to relive and feel these emotions that I'd suppressed for so long like vivid memories coming through people shouting at me stepfather being physical all of these things started coming through and I was like holy shit and that's when the morning began that's when the pain started to begin and that's when the process of healing really started to take place and then this obsession with understanding what was actually going on in the body became more um, apparent and I started bouncing off Rue me and Rue started connecting more and we're like wow what's actually happening here and the more we connected, the more we dove into our own healing and our own understanding. And the more we became aware of ourselves and the more we became aware of ourselves, the more I actually connected with my outer world and other people. And I started, I started understanding relationships and connections and all of these things were just building. The more I become more in love and more connected to myself, the more that expanded outward. And it was just this beautiful process. I remember lying there under some trees and watching them sway and move and I just started crying and I was like why am I crying and it was because I'd never witnessed and never been present with them before I just saw them as trees blowing in the wind but no I, I realized that they're just dancing with the imps and flows of life that brings us as humans as well and they're the same as us I felt this connection that I'd never felt before and in that moment I'd never looked at a tree the same now <laughs> and and yeah, it's just been this beautiful process now, bouncing backwards and forwards with road with the same obsession to, to now bring this to other humans. And how can we do this in a, in a really compact, simple way and bring the awareness around the breath and, and being present in your life? Because as we said at the start of this, when you're present and you're in that moment, nothing else exists. When we're in this anxious, paranoia state of mind, we're, we're living in the future. And when we're in a depressive in a state of lack we're living in the past but when we can come to and be present it's a beautiful that's a beautiful place to be and there's nothing but love here and when we can focus on the breath that's what's been able to allow me to do that with these stay in the present moment just coming back to my breath every now and then feeling a breath come in coming back to here and what i was doing to begin with was tapping myself on the wrist a lot i was like come back here when i'd find my mind wandering i'd tap on my wrist come back here come back here and i did that for about four months and I find, found myself wondering, ah, come back here. And what happened was it began to, it began to rewire that, that subconscious mind. And I started doing it unconsciously. And I'd always start living in the present. And, and the world just changed around me. Every, like the day started going faster. 
I started showing up as a, as a much more energetic being and, and seeing things from a different perspective, just a lot more present. And people started to feel that. And I realized that I can, I can teach people this and I can show people how to do this. It's a lot more simpler than it needs to be. Life is so simple, yet we try and make it so difficult. So it's just like, let's fucking spread these messages. Let's, let's give everybody these tools and, and in turn change the world and allow people to step into their high vibration and allow them to step into their power and in turn it's going to change the whole globe and, that, and that's what we're here to do. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing. It's huge. I love it. There's nothing better when you kind of feel that vulnerability in people and they actually open up fully. It's just because you can feel it. Like it might got goosebumps now listening to you guys because it's like real, it's passionate, it's vulnerable, it's open. And especially like as you guys can re relate, like that's just something you don't see in country towns with men. It doesn't exist. And the interesting thing is every guy that I've interviewed, we always touch on this, that growing up, we never got to express our emotions or we were never encouraged to, or we had like the old saying, drink a, drink some concrete and harden up. Like everyone knows that, but you see these older, older generations that say these things and you can feel that they're unhappy. And it's not till now that it's becoming so mainstream, which is amazing that people are starting to step into themselves more and they're not afraid anymore to actually be present and be who they want to be and find their identity. And like, that's the coolest thing that I, I've seen traveling that the emotions that men have, it's so good. Like I just thrive on it. I think it's amazing when all men especially can express themselves. And even when women can like see that too, because it's such a special moment for them because in society today, a lot of women don't see that as much either. Yeah, that's it. And it's building that trust back too. There's a certain degree that woman cannot trust fully if she can't see a man can be vulnerable and show himself fully too. So that's uh, it's actually a big part of what we're doing. We're re-nurturing that relationship between the masculine and the feminine during our big workshops. And um, we see we see some awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome um, breakthroughs from that. Yeah. So it's um it's a big part of it as well. And that was that was it. It was it was re-establishing and, and healing that within myself to understand how out of balance and how disconnected I was from myself. So now I can in turn um, hold the space for others. So with um, Cool to be Conscious, what, for people who are listening in, so what's the plan? Where, what do you want to create? What, it, what's, what do you currently do? Yeah, uh, we want to create a place that people feel like it's like going down to the gym. You know, it's just a cool, normal spot to go and hang out and also connect with other amazing human beings that are open, open-minded and that are they're open to learning some tools. And what we're doing from there is we wanna create such a simple practice that is really powerful and really effective. And that's what we found with some, our stillness flow. It only goes for an hour, um, but we're also getting online. Our online portal will be opening in about a month's time. Um, and we'll be going live as well. And yeah, it's all about creating community, creating connection and the connection Yes, you think it might be with these other people in the community, but the connection is actually with yourself. Because when we can connect with ourselves uh, and expand our own awareness, all these other things just happen. All the all the 
material stuff happens, all the friends that you know you need to let go of are let go of. Um, and life just becomes this amazing journey of everything is happening for me instead of to me. It's as simple as that. Everything is happening for me instead of to me. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing as well is that a lot of people forget that and they go against the grain and they try and fight against themselves to yeah. do what they have to do. But as soon as you let go, like, and you're in that flow state, it's good. It's like the That's best it. way you can describe it is like when I'm surfing, like there's nothing, you're there. Like you're in the water, you feel in the water, you feel the air and see the sunset. You can feel just like everything. And if more people are aware of that in their job, day to day yeah. like you could only imagine like just the complete overall change in people's perspectives so it's amazing yeah. what you guys are doing especially with your workshops uh for the feminine and male reconnecting and just like loosening those chains that people have put themselves under yeah it's uh and, it, and, it, and going back to that it's the presence that you're feeling out there it's that and that's why it's called the presence it's a present. It's a gift. It's a gift. It, it, when you're in that state, it's 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 it. It's it's all there is, and that's why they're using this for um, veterans that have PTSD. They're taking them surfing because they're nowhere else but there. They're not thinking about what happened. They're thinking about that next wave that's coming in, and that's the, that's the power in that. It's bringing them into the present moment, and it, and again, it's something that we we love about the breath. It brings you into the present moment, and that's that feeling. That's that euphoric feeling as you come out and everything is so noisy you hear everything so crisp you feel the wind you feel the sun on your skin you hear the noises the music and it's just like exploding in your mind because you're that present and the challenges and the real practice is is how can how present can you be in situations that you may not think you like i remember it was only only been 12 months ago i was working in a factory while i was um, while we're getting this started and it's not a nice place to be you know fluorescent lights for eight hours a day but I'd focus on the task and, and doing it the best as I can the feeling the sensations and that actually made it enjoyable in the factory wearing gumboots and a white coat and fucking fluorescent lights and it was I was able to actually find some enjoyment and love in that when i was present yes there would be times when my mind would wander and i'd be like fuck my back sore this sucks i need to get out of here mm -hmm. but when i'd find that presence it was bliss and it was it's where like becoming aware of this and and i think it's where the breath and meditation comes in and knowing what true presence is when you can feel that and when you've experienced it before you're able to integrate it into your normal daily life a lot more and find those little moments of yeah of mm. being here now yeah some people never experienced it right mm. some people never people been will. present like that before or never will and, <laughs> or never will they're just always so far away from the from the now and and we were both like that i, I was like mm -hmm. that growing up i was so far away from the now i remember going back to queenstown in new zealand and this is after I started becoming more aware and living in the present. And those times that I'd visited, I was always just in the future. I remember going down there and just being, I was like the, I was looking around the mountains just with my jaw dropped going, holy shit, look at this place. I've been down there 10 times prior to that. 
I've never seen it the same. Like everything has now changed. And yeah, it completely shifts as soon as you are in that moment. Hey, it's like photos. Like I was talking to a friend about this the other day. You ever just wonder when someone takes a photo, like what they actually see versus what you see? And you think, mm. well, is the photo a lot nicer, not for the fact of the camera, but what you see while you're taking the photo? That's it, brother. And it's like interpretation. It's the way we're seeing things. It's what we've been brought up in and what we've been taught to see things and the way that we've been shown to see things. That's how we're seeing them. So it's how can we reset that to the way that we want to see them? It's all interpretation perspective, right? It's like, are we seeing this thing as a negative thing or are we seeing this as a as a, an amazing opportunity to grow and learn? It's flicking that switch in your own mind and your own vision and seeing things for as you want to see them. And you can in turn just control your whole life that way when you can see things that way. Oh, this is happening for me, not happening to me. Oh, fuck, fuck, what is that? Ah. No, stepping back and be like, all right, let's, what's the challenge here? How can we learn from this? What's this person teaching me? What's this experience teaching me? Yeah. Yeah, Ram, Ram Das has been a big teacher for the both of us. And he talks about you're always exactly where you need to be. And resistance is the root cause of all suffering. You're always exactly where you need to be. Yes, your human mind might be suffering and might be in pain, might not like the situation, but your soul is right where it wants you to be. It's there for you to learn something in that moment, in that uh, event or whatever it is. Mm. And whenever I find myself in a you know, tricky situation or something I'm, I'm resisting, I remind myself of that. This is where I'm meant to be. And it just brings me to acceptance of that moment. And it allows me to move forward a bit easier rather than resisting that moment, which may makes it a bit stickier mm-hmm. and allows me to stay yeah. stuck there. Holding on to, yeah. That's the thing. It's going against that brain. Just doesn't, doesn't serve anyone. What would you, for people listening in who are trying to reset their brain, trying to understand the science behind breathing so that you could, I guess, explain it to people listening in. What would you say the cause and effect and how to reset that uh, Windows 93 model would be? Yeah, I, I believe in going in deep. Yes, we've got these stillness sessions, which for us is it's about getting people that are not open to this to come and try it and then they become open. But I believe in going in deep coming to our call to be conscious experience where we breathe for an hour and what this does is it rips us open it allows us to go into the depths of our subconscious mind which is where our memories are stored and allows us to start like letting out these suppressed emotions that get actually stored in our cells in the fascia and what that does is it allows us to process whatever these emotions are if that's crying if that's yelling if that's just letting it out of the body uh, and that's an amazing way to reset. Allows us to get beyond our thoughts, our physical body, and realize what we truly are. And from that perspective, everything begins to change. And you start asking the questions. And when we see people start being curious, we know they're going, their life's changing. It's starting to happen. And that's what these longer, more in-depth breaths can offer is just this perspective shift and allowing people to ask more questions definitely and you just don't see like the thing that i found different about you guys i like how you guys actually bring science to it but i know if science is brought there it gives people the opportunity to also you to give the opportunity to those people be like oh but 
this is why this works because people who aren't ready to dive in a little bit deeper, a little bit more spiritual and connect to themselves, that's their curiosity is they need that invitation that doesn't say this is the heebie-jeebies um, and you can get invited in and you're not going to get judged yet. Like yeah. you, know, you can go a little bit deeper each time because we all know like even with training the mindset, we all go what like what's what's energy, like energy, like emotions, energy and motion essentially. Like we know like Joe Depenza, like his, his book, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, huge book, changed my life. But mm -hmm. that brought that spirituality and science together to help people feel comfortable enough and open enough to accept it too. So that's I think right. it's amazing how you guys are doing that. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> and it's, it's why we do it is because we know that once you've experienced it, yes, you can start doing all the spiritual stuff, but until then you need the science. We've, we're, we're in this society that's so analytically driven. It's so in the head. It's not in the heart. It's so in the head. And so what we realize is, yes, we can explain everything, all the amazing things and the feelings and stuff like that, but it's not going to resonate with anyone because everyone's so in their head. So what we have to do is allow them to understand it in their head so that they can give it a go and then they can start feeling it for themselves. Once you feel it from the, for yourself, there's no going back. It's game over. <laughs> so if you had to give three, uh, three tools to someone, who was in say a severe place they felt like they weren't ready to accept going to the breath but they wanted to take some small small steps small new habits to start to work towards that what would you suggest for them yeah okay well we've got this really simple uh daily practice called the call to be conscious daily and it is such a powerful tool, but it doesn't take a lot of energy. It doesn't take a lot of time and it, and you can do it on your own. And so if you're scared or worried about, you know, doing it in front of friends or family or in a group, try this on your own. It takes less than three minutes. It's called the call to be conscious daily. We could, oh, actually we've got, we've got videos that we're, we're actually about to upload the, the new version. What it is, is 33 breaths in through the mouth and out through the mouth, a 30 second hold, and then three breaths in through the nose for four seconds, out through the mouth for eight seconds. And what this is doing is we're combining that again, that ancient wisdom from all these different breathing practices with the modern science. The 33 mouth breaths is blowing off the carbon dioxide, elevating the oxygen levels and creating this physical sensation within the body which feels amazing, drop into a breath hold. And that is where you'll feel presence. After those 33 breaths, holding your breath for 30 seconds, you'll feel this peace, this calm. And it is one of the most magical feelings that really began our journeys. So after that breath hold, breathing in through the nose deeply for four seconds, out through the mouth for eight seconds. And what we're doing here is we're releasing a gas called nitric oxide when we breathe in through our nose. This is responsible for about 50 functions within the human body, helping upregulate our immune system and all sorts of things. Um, and with a prolonged exhale of eight seconds, it is slowing down our heart rate. So if we're breathing in for four, out for eight, we're actually slowing down our heart rate. So there's all these different things going on, but it takes less than three minutes. That is something that we've developed over the past year and a half and it's exactly 
to answer your question, that is exactly what we want to gift to everyone. And everyone can do this. And it's such a simple, effective tool um, that, that we've spent a lot of time uh, curating. So give that a go if um, you're not sure where to begin. Call to be conscious daily, 33 mouth breaths, 30 second hold, three nasal breaths with a prolonged exhale. Love it. Good. I just wanted to say two more things. One, what's your what book would you recommend someone read that would impact your life? That impacted my life. A great read. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm first not, of all, we both don't really read. read. What are your big audiobook fans and, and podcasts? There is one book we both did read uh, at the sort of along our journey, and that was called The Alchemist. It's this oh, amazing, <laughs> yeah. I'm, every most people that have that have began this journey get recommended that. So that's definitely one. But yeah, the audibles uh, are great as well. Yeah, and, and if we can recommend some podcasts, but another book that I recommend every single human on this planet to read would be The Way of the Superior Man by David Detta. It's it's a game changer, absolute game changer. It allows you to understand what we in, in the masculine and the and being a superior man comes with being and how we should be showing up and how to understand that and how to identify what the feminine needs and how to um, create that space and container for them to be in their divine feminine so they don't have to be in the masculine it's really interesting like when we can become aware of these things the unity between the two will be just unstoppable and we'll all be coming back into this equilibrium between one another and it'll just be magic. So The Way of the Superior Man by David Detta. Give that a read. Buy the audio ball. Drop in with that. And um, send me a message when you when you read it. I'll throw that on my list. No, that's amazing. Well, for people listening in, where can they find you? Where, they, where can you they keep up to date with your events and listen in to what you're doing as well online? I think Instagram is probably the, the best the yeah. best platform. We put everything up there um, and our website's in our, yeah, in our call bio to be conscious. Yeah. Our, yeah, Instagram's <laughs> at call to be conscious um, and the website's call to be conscious.com. And then also, yeah, we've just, uh, we've started YouTubing. We've started mm, doing a few yeah. vlogs yeah. and things like that. Because I've realized a lot of people want to, want to mm. see what we you know, get up to and I just think we go down to the beach and tell people to sit down for an hour a week. But there's, <laughs> there's so much more that goes into it. And um, yeah. I think people are resonating with our journey, our story, and how we managed to transition from, you know, full-time work and um, into what we truly are here to do, our purpose, our passion. And that's what we want to share. It's yeah. amazing. I'll be keeping up with the journey for sure. I'm keen to see your YouTube clips. By the way, I saw... Um, the guy who does all your videos amazing really cool content yeah byron he's um he's 18 he's just turned 18 and that's another big part of the story so he's going to be joining us around the world we're taking him with us yeah so um, we met his mom and um she gave she gave him the okay yeah <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah he's doing two weeks on two off at the moment with us in noosa just while we're here and then he'll be coming up doing bigger stints up in cairns and when we head further down south australia but yeah, he left this morning. He's been here for two weeks and just, a different man. Just a different man already. Like, it? It's, it's mind blowing. He, he was quite shy and um, I guess that sort of introverted. We, he, we took him out for the first time. He just turned 18. We yeah. took him out. We had a boogie, like, obviously, all sober. Like, yeah. we don't need that alcohol anymore to build that confidence. And we we're just having a great time. And But he even said it himself. He's like, 
I feel like I've changed mm. so much and it was literally two weeks. Um, so it's amazing to see that osmosis happening just from, from being able to yeah, share th things and little tips yeah. that have worked for us um, into his life. Just in, yeah, inspire him. I can, I can only imagine what it's like for him. You know, he sees us as, as I said, I guess role models in some way. And it was quite a special moment this morning when you were saying goodbye. It's <laughs> only bringing me to tears. He just didn't want to leave. And I, I felt that he feels that love from us. And, and he's, he's really taken on board everything that he's yeah. learning and stepping into this man yeah. already. And it's just amazing to see. Yeah. Such a good opportunity for you guys too to um, inspire him and influence him in such a positive way. And, and just, I just want to touch on that. Like he is so amazing at what yeah. he does. And we understand that in this day and age, everyone's on the phones, everyone's on the lappies mm. and like, that's cool. Like that's technology. That's how we're integrating as human beings and it's how we use these tools. And so we, we understand that we've got to put content out there that's going to get in front of people's eyeballs so that they can see what we do and they can actually give these things a go. So it's just, yeah, it's staying up with the here and now and, um, yeah. yeah, he's a big part of it. Big part of it. Well, yeah. B-Ron, Ronnie B. <laughs> <laughs> Super stoked to see what he catches for you guys. And no doubt I'll be catching up with you guys again at some point. Yes, we will. But thanks again so much for joining in. It's been such a pleasure and it's been so like such a privilege to hear both your stories and hear the amazing things that you're doing. And I'm so stoked to see the more lives that you're going to be impacting and just how you can influence people for the better to change their lives and just essentially inspire a new generation of uh, breathers. I appreciate it, brother. And, and straight back at you. Love what you're doing and, and the work you're doing. Yeah, sharing these amazing messages. Yeah, really, really awesome to drop in with you, brother. It's been a breeze. Um, awesome conversation, awesome topics to drop in on. And, and as we said, it's just these tools that we're now using to inspire and affect more people and the podcast we see is, is a big part of that so thanks for having us thanks so much for listening in guys i really hope you enjoyed that episode and got some value out of it if you did get some value out of that episode and you really did enjoy it then share it with a friend or family member share us on social media leave us a review and help us make a bigger impact in the world today the more we can inspire people to better themselves and level up their life through self-development, whether it be one little tip here or there, makes all the difference and you might even save a life. Again, thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.